You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Joel Stolle. Joel is a husband, father, and entrepreneur who has scaled his online fitness business to seven figures over the last few years. He quit his nine-to-five job on his daughter's first day of daycare, knowing that at that time, it was now or never. Joel believes with the right knowledge, anybody can be extremely successful and turn their passion into a thriving business that impacts the world. We are going to unpack how he did it so that you, Startup Nation, can do it for yourself. Many of you are parents. Many of you are going to nine to five jobs that you just truly dislike. It's stealing your soul. You're giving away your time to a job rather than to your children. So you really get... Uh, where Joel was at because you are there now. But Joel is going to shine the light for you so that you can get out of that stuckness that you find yourself in. Joel, welcome to your first 100K, top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro just really briefly. Man, it's funny you said that. I invited a friend over to a pool party on Friday and he's like, oh, I don't get off till six. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks of like, oh yeah, man, I used to have to control my whole life around that soul sucking nine to five or 10 to six. So even hearing you say that, it's like, ugh, gives me the chills. Right, hundred percent. it brings it back, man. And it's like, it sometimes does. we forget where we were a year ago or two years ago. And we take it for granted that, oh, we found a way out. And there's so many people still stuck there. Hey, that might be an opportunity for you to help them, right? So Joel, uh, quick fill in those gaps. What you got? Sure. So I started doing some fitness competitions back in 2016. It was just my New Year's resolution. After doing that and placing pretty well, people around the office started asking me to write them workout programs and diet plans. Uh, they were getting great results. It was fun. It was a nice little side project. I decided I need to work with a niche. My daughter, or excuse me, my wife was pregnant with our daughter at the time. So I said, you know what? I've seen a lot of guys in my network go from being in great shape to then growing their family and then losing all sorts of control and getting that dad bod or putting on 30, 40 pounds. Why is that a thing? It seems like when we grow our family, we grow our belly. Why is that a thing? 
I think it's a lot of comfort eating for one. Uh, you get less you time and a lot more family time. I know personally speaking, if I were to say with a newborn, all right, babe, I'm going to be at the gym for the next two hours. Good luck. You know, after getting out of my nine to five and coming home right before bedtime, that wouldn't have fared very well. So then you have to wake up early before work. But again, with a newborn, you're waking up early anyway, because they're not sleeping through the night. So the gym time goes out the window. When you're not going to the gym, your diet suffers. You're just trying to survive instead of thrive at that point. You're eating whatever you can get your hands on whenever it's convenient. And next thing you know, a lot of the time you're looking in the mirror a year later and you're like, what the heck happened to me? <laughs> I didn't even see this coming. But yeah, yeah okay. it's just tough for fathers. It really is. So for all you dads out there, this show is for you and you moms. Come on, we'll let you in. Okay, okay. Joel, uh, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm what you would be called lately, uh, quote unquote, conspiracy theorist more than I'd like to admit. Uh, I'd probably name it more of a truth seeker. Uh, over the last year, I've just, some things were being fed to me, large part through the media that I didn't really buy into or didn't make sense to me and I've gone down some rabbit holes and I like just doing my own independent research and seeing how the world really works as opposed mm. to just being spoon-fed a narrative mm. so I guess that's pretty personal something not a lot of people know in my spare time I like to go down some rabbit holes and just try to find out my truth or whatever that is you know I appreciate that and I think that aligns with what you do in your business like you're preaching to people like hey what you put into your body is going to have positive results or negative results. And I think it's the same thing with the content that we put into our heads is going to have positive results or negative results, wouldn't you say? Oh, it goes deeper than that. So I preach a lot of fasting for fat loss. And it blows my mind that in the year 2021, just some guy from Nebraska has to tell people, if you want to lose some fat, stop eating so much. But it's the food industries and all the... Everyone wants you to be a consumer. So would they rather have you fast for 16 hours or 24 hours and not buy anything? Or would they rather convince you that you have to eat every two or three hours to retain your muscle, keep your metabolism high, be healthy, and be in a constant state of consumption as opposed to just give your body an opportunity to do what it was designed to do and burn fat for fuel. So that alone, it's like, it makes no sense. All the research is there, but you never hear about it. And if you do hear about fasting, it's for like 16 hours, skip breakfast, uh, where it can get a lot more powerful than that. All right. So let's talk about that, because what you just said, is, I think, is powerful. And that is you took some everyday common knowledge and you packaged it in such a way that even you, a guy in Omaha, Nebraska, right? Little known guy. All of a sudden, you package it the right way, you put it online, and you build a fitness business that does seven figures. You got your ClickFunnel award right behind you on the wall there. You're kicking butt. And now you're in a position of, hey, what do I want to do next? Which is a great position, by the way. So walk us through that. Because there are so many of my listeners on this show right now that don't know how to package their knowledge. They don't know how to package their hobbies or activities that they're good at 
they take for granted, others want to learn. They don't know how to package their personal experiences, their stories, good experiences or bad experiences. And you've somehow put it in a package in a, a way that people wanted to consume it. How'd you do it? Walk us through uh, the steps, if you're willing, okay? Of course, yeah. So step number one, and probably any coach that you hire is going to tell you, you need to define your avatar. Who are you going to help and what are you going to help them with? And from there, you can come up with your client's transformational journey. Okay, by the time someone comes to me, they're a dad. Dads struggle with not a lot of time, not a lot of extra money, uh, no gym time, hard to eat right. They don't like who they see in the mirror. And the transformational journey is, okay, this avatar loses 40 pounds of fat. He keeps his muscle. He can eat what he wants. And what steps does this person need to make to see this transformation through? So all I would have to do in that scenario is to find who I want to help, how I'm going to help them, build that out, and then literally close them on it, on wanting help, and then walking them through that transformation. That's really it. Okay, so, so that's it in a nutshell. And that was very concise, by the way, the way you painted that. I think that was a clear picture. Startup Nation, if you missed it, click replay, right? Rewind um, and, and write down uh, some notes on that. Make sure you have your pen and paper out. But we're going to unpack that high level uh, that Joel just described because many of you get stuck in one of those pieces somewhere, right? So Joel, uh, I know I personally have, and, and I'll put myself out there, uh, in many businesses that I've started, I've still started over 12 businesses, two were successful, 10 failed. Um, and I missed some of those steps that you just said in those 10 businesses. Uh, sometimes it's easy for us to define our avatar. Other times it's very unclear. We're like, well, I could help this person. I could also help this person. I could also help this person. How do I know? What did you do to just pick one? Uh, trial and error, really. So it's funny enough, my nine to five before I went off on my own was working for a transportation brokerage. And I asked the owner of the company, can I take all the emails that belong to this company and essentially spam them? I know there's a word for it now. I didn't know that at the time. But I thought, okay, if my niche is going to be truck drivers looking to get in the best shape of their life, I'm starting off with an email list of like 500,000 truckers I can solicit. But the problem was they didn't really want the help. I'm not a trucker, so I didn't know what their main concerns were. I worked with them, but I didn't know on like a one-on-one -on -one basis. So as far as defining your niche, I would say, is it a market you're a part of? Like, I don't want to help busy moms because my content's not going to resonate with them. I can't you know, speak to them on that level. So be a part of your market, find something either in the health, wealth, or relationships category that you've overcome or you've helped people with in the past. So if I was the world's worst husband, but then I stumbled across some crazy solution to make me a tentative, awesome husband through these steps, that could be your business. Or if you used to be a little chubby and you lost the gut through something that either no one else is doing or a, a combination of a couple different methods, you can put that together and build that out and sell that as a business. Wealth, if you can help people get more leads or make more money and you have a proven system to walk them through, that could be your business. It could really be anything. But I think a main point I'd be remiss if I skipped out on is... For me, I, I couldn't have gotten this 
two comma club award or built a seven figure business if I didn't transition to high ticket. When I first started coaching people, it was for like 49 bucks a month. And the problem with that is I would need like, I don't know, a thousand plus mm -hmm. clients to even make a decent income. And you can't service a thousand clients on a deep level. So I would rather work with less people that are more invested, that are willing to put in the work and make more money and have extra money to build a team, put into marketing, rather than try to be the cheapest solution and a one size fits all for everybody. That's a powerful distinction. How did you know you were making the right decision when you went high ticket versus uh, low ticket, a higher volume? Well, it wasn't overnight. See, that was the thing. I started off at 49 bucks a month and it came down to limiting beliefs. And the only thing that got me out of the limiting beliefs is I immersed myself in a coaching program where other people were closing at 1600, 2400, 3000. And here I am charging 49 bucks a month. So I'm like, okay, well, if this guy's charging 3000, I can at least do 997. Mm -hmm. Do that for a little bit. Clients are getting good results. All right, let's test out 1500, see what happens. Right. And you just gradually scale up. But what I did notice is that the more I charged, again, the more skin my clients had in the game. So the better results they got, the more committed they were. And the type of client I was working with, they weren't the buggy 10 times a day for a little minuscule problems. Like they were a better quality of client. They were there to get results and I didn't have to babysit them as much either. So high ticket has been a game changer, but it wasn't overnight. Okay. Got it. Thank you. That's, that was a powerful uh, approach the way you uh, described that. So you went from 997. How long about did, uh, did you do that before you bumped it up to 1500? So it took me about eight months to go from 49 bucks a month to 1200 for three months. And then I hired a coach um, and they said they had sales clinics and they were dissecting people's sales calls and giving tips. I just binged those. I got obsessed with sales and I recorded my next three calls because I wanted to take all the information they gave me and be like, see, I can't charge that. Like, I did everything you said and clients, dads aren't willing to pay for it. They're cheap. Uh, so I took everything. I recorded the calls and I closed my next two out of three calls at 2,400. So twice my price point. And I was blown away. I was like, this stuff actually works. And of course I never went back. Mm. Well, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how high did you go up with your ticket price? So uh, it's currently twenty four hundred. Okay, for, so for ninety days, I feel like I could charge more, and honestly, I have charged more on a handful of occasions when yeah. someone call, comes on the phone and they're uh, just trying to be big baller and acting like they got it, and they're the man, and they're they have all these uh, million dollar businesses. Then I might ratchet it up to thirty six hundred again, so they have some skin <laughs> in the game and to see if they really are a baller, like they're saying, or call their bluff a little bit, but no, 99.9% .9 of the time, 2,400. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's powerful. All right. Startup nation. I hope you're taking notes right now. What's the price point that you've been charging that isn't working for you. That's making you work and that's attracting headache clients. You know, the clients that always have a problem with something you're doing or the way you're doing it, even though they're the ones that need the help. Right. Like, think about that, right? I, Joel, I was stuck there too, man, in some of my businesses. And I was like, I'm not enjoying this anymore because I'm dealing with 
these people that just like, man, they just suck in my time. And it wasn't fun anymore. And, and when I finally transitioned, like you said, uh, to a higher end client, and the way, like you said, you make that transition is just jack your price up. It filters out all the the wannabeers, the the pretenders that oh I'll do whatever it takes, right? You and I were speaking speaking about this offline. I just had a guy come on a a call with me. He's like, I will do whatever it takes to get my wife back, no matter what, Joseph. I'm all in. So I pitch him the the thing. I was like, here's my program. I'll get your wife back in 90 days, guaranteed, or I'll give you your money back. Wow. Like I literally took all risk away from this guy, and he's like. All right, I'm in. So he went in, he swiped the card, and then the next day, buyer's remorse. He's like, please cancel. Please cancel. I can't do this. I can't do this. And he backed out. Like, that was his wife on the line, his marriage. But this is what people do. So BC Nation, uh, sorry, Startup Nation. I got two top shows here. Uh, Startup Nation, make sure you're filtering out the wrong clients for you, the ones that just don't fit that are uncommitted, you know what it took for you to get where you are in your business, in your life, in your relationships. It took commitment. You had to go all in and burn the ships at some point, didn't you? That's why you you got where you are. So if you're going to teach others to get the results that you got, guess what? They got to do the same thing. They got to burn the ships and make the commitment. How do you do that? Raise your prices. Not to mention, I'm at the point now, I've worked with so many business coaches and whatnot that if I'm on a call and I know I'm about to get pitched and the price is a lot less than I was expecting, then all of a sudden I'm I'm kind of creating some space because I'm like, okay, I thought this was going to be more. What am I going to get here? It doesn't sound like I'm going to get as much value as I need to hit this next level. So to clarify, Startup Nation, what Joel just said is when he's a client being pitched on a sales conversation, if the price occurs too low, if the investment occurs too low, then he's immediately associating that to the value and it lowers the value. So you must find where's that in-between place for you where it's enough investment, it's enough value, and the client's like, okay, this is going to stretch me. This is going to sting. But you know what? I am all in. Let's go. That's what you want. And right there, you could double, triple, quadruple your income overnight. Couldn't you, Joel? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have tattoos in the Navy. I mean, I have a couple I, I paid a Lunchable for from some guy off the boat. It's like, oh, just give me a Lunchable. I'll, I'll ink you up. And it's just god awful. So when I got out of the Navy, I was like, all right, who's the most expensive artist and how can I have him fix all this for me? So I learned my lesson of uh, you get what you pay for several times in my life, but especially with the tattoos, because it's a constant reminder. So when I'm looking for coaches and they say it's going to be nine ninety seven, I'm like, well, what are you going to give me a piece of PDF paper that says just work harder? <laughs> like I'm looking for some real coaching here. Wow. Okay. Powerful, powerful startup nation. Joel, walk us through the steps of building the online business itself. Okay. Cause you got a click funnel awards, a two comma club award there. Uh, not just for closing clients one-on-one, you know, offline or whatever, but you had something, you had some kind of funnel, some kind of step one, step two, step three, that a lead, a prospect would take that would then get you to on that call with you. Um, walk us through that process. How'd you go about it? How'd you learn it? I mean, there's learning curves with ClickFunnels and the other platforms. Like, what'd you do? Walk us through it. 
Yeah. So marketing changes every single day. And I, I work with a company, um, online trainers federation for that, because that is a full-time job. If you're talking about split testing different audiences and keeping up with the latest Facebook algorithms and, and whatnot. So I was going to do it by myself at first, but really he was like, well, do you want to be the CEO of your business or do you want to be like, keep wearing all the hats and do the marketing, do the sales. And that resonated with me. So I would say, luckily, if you're not at your first 100K yet, you don't need to start with paid ads. Your customers are most likely already in your network, friends, family, people on your social media that follow you, friends of friends. So they already know, like, and trust you. There's no reason if you haven't sold any clients yet or even a handful of clients that you should say, all right, I got to get on Facebook and figure out these ads solicit your list of people that already know you and you know they need your help, that's going to go a lot further. But once you've done that and you have the social proof of, I can help take this person from A to Z through this transformation, then you can take that social proof. You can put together a little guide on how your system works, tell them the what, but not exactly the how. They have to schedule a call to get the how. And then you can run uh, revenue to that or, or money to that. And what's nice is when I got into Facebook ads, I think I literally spent like 750 bucks uh, the first week to test it out. And I made like eight grand back. So they're like, dude, that's a 10X ROI. Keep doubling down. Uh, once you get into paid ads, you can really scale. But if you haven't refined your business and how you help your clients in a way that is scalable, then you're just going to be running traffic to a big steaming pile of garbage. So make sure you have your business built out in a way that is scalable before you start running a bunch of paid ads. I think that's a powerful thing that you bring up there because many entrepreneurs get stuck right there. They either have an incredible uh, funnel set up ready to go and they don't know how to drive traffic to it, right? So their traffic funnel is just broken somewhere or they have an incredible lead funnel, right? Traffic funnel. But then when people get there, it's like, it's a pile of crap, right? Online. And people are like, I don't know what to do. What are you asking me? What's the next step? And they just click off. Um, so to clarify, did you hire someone to build out your whole uh, funnel system? And, and that was part of uh, that challenge that you got? Hey, do you want to be the CEO or do you want to like learn everything and wear all these hats? They're more so to optimize it. So really, if okay. you're getting to paid ads, all you really need to do is grab attention you can do that either with a picture or a video and some copy above it. So like, hey, if you're a dad uh, that's tired of looking in the mirror and seeing your man boobs, check this out, right? And then it's, it might say something like, I used to count my calories. I used to meal prep. I used to give up all my favorite foods until I stumbled across this proven system that's now helped hundreds of dads get in the best shape of their life. Happy to tell you all about it. Click the link below to find out more. They click the link. It'll take them to... A squeeze page where you grab their contact info, obviously, so you can continue to solicit them through email, text messages, uh, maybe a Facebook group, whatever you do. Stay in front of them because only a small fraction of people buy or schedule a call on the first time, like 1% to 2%. So you want to stay in front of them. Once you do that, it's really just getting them on a phone call, diagnosing the problem like you're a professional. Say you're like a doctor. Um, coming up with a game plan for them, say, all right, well, it sounds like I understand where you're at right now. 
to be successful right now you're at 250 you want to be 200 sounds like you need this this and this here's how we would go about providing that for you is that something you'd be interested in moving forward with so it's really just getting attention getting them on a call closing them and servicing them that's no need to overcomplicate it. You can complicate the funnels and everything, but at the end of the day, if you're doing those things, you're going to be successful. All right. Startup Nation, pretty powerful, pretty simple. Now, Joel, once uh, you did that ad, right, say on Facebook, and you got $8,000 you made off of that first one. Now, you, you let me try and clarify how I'm going to say this, <laughs> ask this question. Uh, you said typically... It's a very low percentage of people that actually buy on the first ask. But here you are, you spend $750 on a Facebook ad, you get an $8,000 return. Were those all people that bought on the first ask? No. So my funnel works very powerfully like this. Uh, we ask for a phone number along with emails and you get a little bit less people because some people aren't comfortable putting in their phone number, but usually those are the type of clients that won't ever do anything anyway. So you get the phone number, they get the email with the free guide or the video that you promised. And then they get an automated text message from me. And it says, Hey, Joseph, your free guide just got sent to your email address. Let me know if you don't see it. And then like five minutes later, it's like, Hey, did you get it? And then as soon as they say, yes, I have a team of VAs, which I would do at first and say, awesome, man, if you don't mind me asking, what prompted you to download the guide in the first place? And they'll say, oh, just trying to get in shape. Oh, tell me a little bit more about that. And you take them down a script to literally get them to book a call right there over text message. Because what we found out is really only 10 to 20% of people even open the email to get the guide in the first place. That part's kind of irrelevant, to be honest with you. But if you could start a conversation in text messenger and build a relationship and say, well, hey, man, I'd be happy to map out a half hour and tell you what's been working for my clients. If, if you got time this week and book a call there, then you can book calls like gangbusters. So it's really all in the follow up. That's a powerful way to do it. Thank you for breaking that down for us. Uh, if I could be so uh, personal as to ask, uh, what service do you use for your text messaging? And then who do you use for your VAs? Where have you had the most success? Yeah, so Go High Level is the name of the CRM. I'm pretty positive it's the only CRM that you can have one-on-one uh, -on -one text message conversations with. You can do like text message blasts with Active Campaign and some others. But mm. if you're literally trying to have a conversation like you would on your phone, uh, Go High Level is the name of the CRM. Uh, that's integrated with Twilio. Twilio is just a text messaging service. You just pay per text and it's super cheap. So those just integrate right together. Uh, what was the final part of that question? Uh, who do you use for your VAs where you've had good success? Um, I don't know the name of their, I think it's Bright Minds Media, uh, but honestly, like everyone else, my VAs are just in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get it. So, like, is there a package out there that sets all this up for you, right? Go high level, Twilio, and your VAs and puts it all together? Or do you have to go and piece this together on your own? Because I know my listeners, they're like, I don't know how to do that. Well, what's nice about go high level is you can, when you buy their service, it's only 97 bucks a month. There's like a $300 setup fee where you can tell them, 
everything that you want them to do and they'll set it up for you that way, which is pretty cool. But I mean, that really only solves one of the many problems because you have to figure out what your email sequences are going to look like, what your text messages should say, um, how to email blast, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've put together a coaching business for fathers because I love that niche. I feel like we as fathers need to continue to be the providers and we're going to set the roof for our family's success sometimes. Um, and it's called seven figure father Academy. It's for entrepreneurs that are essentially self-employed right now doing all the work. And we teach them how to automate delegate and do everything so they can remove themselves from the business and be an actual business owner as opposed, as opposed to just self-employed. So yeah, anyone can go to sevenfigurefatheracademy.com and check out our blueprint there if they're interested. Nice, man. Look at that. I led you right into that upsell. Fantastic. That. I didn't you? even know I was doing it. <laughs> I got pulled in, Startup Value. Nation. Pulled in. All right. So we're speaking with Joel. Uh, Joel, did I say the last name right? How do you say it? Staley. Staley. Okay. JoelStaleyFitness.com. JoelStaleyFitness.com or SevenFigureFatherAcademy.com. Okay. And you can find the links in the show notes here. Uh, Joel, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. What's your favorite thing about being an online entrepreneur? The freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, I don't have one. I love it all. <laughs> I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of being human. I'll say you- getting out of the house. All right, getting out of the house is what you like least about it. Yeah. Because it keeps you in the house. Keeps me isolated. Yeah, yeah, it easily can. You're right. I just joined a co-working space, right, last week, and I used to own co-working spaces, so that was fun. Um, But, yeah, it got me out of the home office for sure. So I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. What are you currently struggling with either professionally or personally right now? Um. I would say I could focus on more day-to-day things that move the needle for my business, like scheduling podcasts, uh, doing organic outreach, posting in groups, stuff like that. Um, But we just got a pool in the backyard. It's 90 degrees out here. So it's easy to convince myself that, uh, oh, you're a fitness guy, you know, go get a tan. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pick it up in the fall. That's working. Go get a tan. That's working. Yeah. All right. What are you most afraid of? Um, most afraid of my daughter coming up in a climate, the way things are heading right now. I Mm. don't want my daughter to wear a mask. She's never worn a mask. I don't believe for kids that are two years old, it makes any sense. So just dealing with that down the road and making sure she has an education and an awesome childhood without having her have to go through some weird indoctrination that I don't believe in. That's probably my biggest fear. I believe there's a lot of parents out there that resonate with what you just said. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Oh, way too much time, man. So I, like I full circle at the beginning of this podcast, I could have probably dialed back the conspiracy diving a little bit. because <laughs> <laughs> Once you get roped in, it's like a never ending rabbit hole of different routes you can go down so it's a deep uh, pool to dive into for sure it definitely is what secret fear do you have about people 
secret fear um, that we won't come together and just do what's best for humanity. Everyone thinks that they're always right and their way is the only way. And they don't see that you might be right about some things. Other people might be right about some things. And until we all come together, we're not going to be able to really level up as a civilization. Yeah. Gotcha. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Marketing. So, well, you know, marketing and sales, but I'll say sales is important, but if no one's scheduling phone calls with you, then it's not as important. So marketing is just about, I couldn't have even defined marketing for you three years ago, Joseph goes back to just some small town, Omaha, Nebraska boy, trying to figure everything out. Couldn't have even, if you said what's marketing, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that alone. I got to say is what 80% of my effort goes towards now is grabbing attention, getting people to book calls, getting people to take action. And then the rest of the dominoes fall after they do that. What's a new habit you want to create? New habit I want to create is meditating for 10 minutes in the morning. I don't know what it is, but I just can't get my, get myself to sit still quietly for 10 minutes, but do it out by the pool, bro. I know, but then I'm like, then I put on the music and I go grab a beer or something that just isn't the same. <laughs> What's a bad habit you want to break? Oh, um, I could definitely drink a little bit less. I'm I'm a happy drinker. I'm not a sad drinker. I, mm. I drink like we'll have a pool party. I want to mm. drink. Then we'll watch. I ordered a fight last night. I want to have a drink. So it's not like I had a rough day. I need to drink, but I could probably tone it down as a fitness professional, especially. So listen, how do you, how do you like keep the rock hard abs while you're drinking beers by the pool, dude? Like go to joelstaleyfitness.com and I'll share the secrets. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I believe like everything it's balance. And what's nice about the fasting method that myself and my clients practice is that you don't have to be perfect hundred percent of the time you can, make mistakes like we all do as humans. And then you work in fasting when it's appropriate to undo those mistakes and continue trudging towards the right direction. So fasting has been like a complete game changer for not only losing the fat, but more importantly, finding that sustainable solution, that tool in your tool belt that you can use to keep the fat off. Yeah, for sure. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Father, that's number one. Entrepreneur, that's a big one. And, um, growth minded with a little dash in there. Is that one word? Sure. It is now pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Oh, motivated. Um, but also fearful, but everything on the line to make it work. And I don't know if determined is the same as motivated, but I got to say determined because I I made it, I burned the boats. So if it wasn't going to work, we were moving back in with my, my mom or something because we didn't have a backup plan. So I was determined of, I got to make this work. There is no plan B. We're all in, we're going to make it happen. So determined and motivated are definitely top two. Good. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your little daughter in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, what would you say to them? I would say just happiness is a choice and be kind to people, love everybody, try to do the right thing. There's people in way worse circumstances than you're ever going to find yourself in and they're happy and that's because it is a choice. So every day we get to make that choice 
we get to live our day however we want. As a matter of fact, I started asking my family in the morning, how are we going to make today great? And I like to see what they're going to say. Um, but yeah, happiness is a choice and we're here to leave the world a, a better place than we found it. Amen to that. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000 this year? You don't have to have everything figured out to get going. Can you help somebody accomplish a goal that they would pay to have met? And if so, start asking those people, start conversations because all sales occur in a conversation. Ask what they're struggling with. See if you can get them on a call. See if it logically makes sense if they had some accountability and your proven plan to help them if they'd be willing to invest in working with you. It's not rocket science. If you can help someone, it's just asking for permission. The worst thing they're going to say is no. And there's a good chance that they might come back at a later date and say, yeah. So you really have nothing to lose. Don't be scared of rejection. Just go after there. Go, go out there and, and start changing some lives. Awesome. And how does be, uh, Startup Nation get in touch with you if they so choose? Yeah. So if you're looking to get in the best shape of your life, I would have you check out uh, joelstaleyfitness.com. Last I heard, you had to throw a www dot in front of it. I think we fixed that, but joelstaleyfitness.com, where we'll give you access to my free five-day challenge and coach you for five days so you can get a peek inside what we're doing in the Real Deal program. Or more appropriate if you're an entrepreneur looking to scale in this business and you've already talked to Joseph, you've already worked with him and you're looking for another option, check out sevenfigurefatheracademy.com. From there, I'll give you my uh, free four-step blueprint on how I built my seven-figure business. And if you join my Facebook group, Seven Figure Fathers, I'll also send you over my free course, which is honestly worth thousands of dollars, but I'll just give it to you for free. Look at that, Startup Nation. You're welcome. All right, Joel, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. You're doing God's work, Joseph. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, Startup Nation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my show. Whenever you're ready, there are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab your free 10-day training at first100k.com. That's first100k.com. Number two, get your hands on a copy of my new book, Your First 100K, How to Make Six Figures in Under 12 Months at josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net. And number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or one-on-one level at blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. I'll see you next week on your first 100K. And remember that wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you're just 100K away.